Hey there, freaking awesome people, Winnie here from Mind Now, and welcome back to Inspirational Mind, where we break down channels, interview people to gain their perspective on how you can master your mind to gain self confidence and self esteem, especially as an intro. But hey, don't shy away if you're an extrovert because the world needs you, and today we have a special guest. It is Wyatt Simpkins. How you doing, bro? Dude, I am doing fantastic on this Sunday morning. Life is just so good, sunshines and rainbows, and I'm just ready to talk to you, Winnie. <laughs> awesome, bro. <laughs> Dude, I am excited that you're here, man. And yeah, let's just jump right to it, man. As you know, my favorite question, if you have already seen all of my interviews, maybe, maybe not, but the famous question, how do you gain self-confidence and belief in yourself, bro? Well... Let me tell you. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll stop being so, like, flamboyant and stuff. So I think, honestly, the best way that I personally have gained self-confidence and belief is through actions, and I'm not really sure if there's another way. And to, to go off of actions, like, there's multiple types of actions. Like, thoughts are, are an action, but as well as, like, actions, like, physically doing stuff is action. So in my own life... Um, I wanted to try out for the football team, and at the time, I, I've never been out of shape, but, you know, I couldn't run multiple miles at a time. I wasn't that strong, and I wasn't that great at my footwork, so you gained the confidence through the actions. I would spend easily two hours a day between the gym, between uh, doing cone drills and agility and speed drills, and... Um, I'd also do a lot of hand-eye coordination so I could get better at catching. So basically, from continuing to train, continuing to push myself, I was more confident about the situation I would be in the tryout. Like, as long as you're prepared for an opportunity versus having an opportunity and not being prepared, I think you're going to be a lot more confident going into it. Definitely, man. Um, so yeah, basically just taking action and like, getting out of your comfort zone and getting good at that specific skill, right? It's like there's oh, a saying right. like competence equals confidence or something like that. Um, yeah. And I really believe in that as well. And yeah, like you said, it's it's all about like taking action. And because, you know, you what, what I really prioritize on when we're going to get into this um, just in a sec, it's like, you know, getting enough sleep and morning routine. I, I really prioritize on these two things. It's like, getting your engine right you know because uh, if you don't have that your day is kind of um yeah bad uh, at least that's that's how i see it right that's that's how i go about things um but yeah have you ever had like self-esteem issues where you did not love yourself or stuff like that didn't accept yourself self-esteem issues to be honest with you, I've never had self-esteem issues in my life, and that is simply because I don't know if it was my parenting, I don't know if it was myself, but from a young age, I ingrained in myself, like, I do not care at all about what others think about me, yet I'm not going to use that to be like, I don't care what you think about me, so I'm going to be, you know, rude to you. I don't, I, not like that, but like, whether you like me or not, I've never cared about. So usually when people have self-esteem issues, it's because they link their own self-worth to what other people think about them versus what just they think about them. I think that's a big issue, if, especially if you're around um, not the right people. If you're around negative Nancys, then they're going to drag you down one way or another. I think 
if if it's personally not linked to that, like maybe you also don't care, but you still have low self-esteem, I really think it just comes down to you're unhappy with something and you're not changing it. Um, like I'll, I had a friend who was actually, su- he was very like v- vigorously depressed and I, I asked him why and he, he kept like ignoring the fact, he kept ignoring it and I was like, is it because your weight? Because he was overweight at the time he was like 250 and for his height and uh, body length, it, it just wasn't, he shouldn't have been 250. And he was just, he hated his life. He had low self-esteem. <laughs> and I was like, listen, man, just let's start going to the, we went to, started going to Planet Fitness together. I'll show you how to, um, how to lift because if you pair lifting with cardio and on your end, if you start eating right, you're going to be so much happier with yourself. And he genuinely in, um, He's still my friend right now. He's actually on campus with me. Um, he he lost seventy pounds just by grinding it out in six months, and he's on. He's very high self esteem now, very confident in in himself, and it ultimately comes down to just being willing to acknowledge the problem and going right at it. Like there is that deep rooted problem that people just continue to ignore, and I honestly think that's most of people's issues is their ignorance in that issue. Yeah, you you were a good friend, man. Um, it's good that you actually like motivated him, you know, into um, come on, man, let's hit the gym. <laughs> That's really yeah. good, you know. So you, you were a good friend as well. So um, awesome there. And yeah, like you said, if you have like a problem, like mainly, you know, self-esteem. I mean, I I've also kind of struggled with self-esteem like years ago. And you just really have to sit down and be honest to yourself, like, okay, what what is the problem? And then you find like solutions for it, right? But if you're like really stuck in that negative mode, um, it's really hard to get out of it. And that's why it's really um, important to have good friends like you, you know, who says to you, friend, dude, you gotta hit the gym, man. You know, you, you can't be like this forever. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Like, like you said, man, it's good to surround yourself with the right people. Now, I always say like confidence is also really um, associated with having the energy and positivity throughout your day. Um, That's how I see it. Now, the question to you is how do you actually get the energy and positivity? What do you do? Do you have any morning routines or evening routines or how do you go about that? You know, I've never I've never noticed that like deeply until you mention it like when you are confident it, you're mostly like popping with energy like an extrovert on every occasion um where i get my energy and positivity from i would say it's it's weird how this works i, I keep relating everything to working out but honestly like a healthy life is a healthy mind like healthy exercising and i think exercising gives me more energy for some reason people like think that'd be inversely correlated but honestly if you do it consistently that's very energizing um just try it sometime if this is the people who've never um (laughs) i'm not saying like winning you need to try it sometime but the people who have um never woken up like just go wake up early and just go for a jog and you'll feel like rejuvenated and you wouldn't think you would but once you start going it's great I get a lot of energy from that type of stuff. I also get a lot of uh, positivity and energy from, um, I mean, you watching motivational content like genuinely works. And I watch every single day. I watch a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk. I watch um, 
not so much motivational speeches when I when I'm up. Maybe when I'm down, I watch more motivating. Um, I love uh, Goalcast has some great speeches, but you just got to get that the positive vibes into your life by watching positive you know things. Like if you're watching the news, that's not uh, very positive ever. And I feel like a lot of people are just filling their life with the wrong type of like, content, and it just it tracks back into their subconscious mind. To be honest with you. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Um, talking about the news, uh, yeah, like you said, it's quite negative. Um, and yeah, dude, it's it's nice to hear that you're also a Gary V fan. Um, Gary yeah, Vee. Gary V, dude, he he's just so motivational. This this dude, <laughs> it's like he's so honest as well, right? He's very authentic, and he like just gets to the point. Um, but yeah, you you gotta find what actually works for you and exercising actually you know releases the the endorphin the dopamine and makes you just feel great and um and also you know you build up muscles you you look great i actually have to go to gym again um so don't judge me there (laughs) but yeah um exercising and especially in the morning it actually you know gives you the energy throughout your day so definitely that do you do you have like any evening routines or stuff evening routines um, I make sure there's you always you, no matter how hard you're working like you always have to give yourself time to like genuinely enjoy uh, last night for example uh, I hung out with a friend and we just went out and we just chilled in a hot tub for like an hour in a pool and we just did that and as long as you give yourself an allotted time to just do something you enjoy and it's usually in the evening because you have less motivation less willpower by then um I think that's really important to being to being satisfied, being happy. I know a lot of people overindulge in uh, that type of activity, but I think just having the right level, you'll you'll enjoy it, and you won't. Um, what's the word? Take it for granted if you don't over overuse that. Yeah, man, that's that's cool, man. Do you do that like every every day, like one hour at the bathtub chilling? Oh yeah. Um, honestly, in the winter especially, I do it probably four times a week at least, three to four. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome, bro. Um, yeah, now let's let's talk about self-disciplining. Man, ah, that is probably one of the, uh, yeah, one of the most important things to like really achieve what you want. You got to be, you know, self-disciplined. And so what, what do you actually do to have that self-discipline? I don't think, honestly, the discipline comes from anything um, physical. It's definitely completely a mind game. I think most of us understand that at this point. But the the really only advice that I have for discipline is whatever is most important to you has to, has to be so deep ingrained into, like, your, your most important values has to be so deep ingrained into your mind, into your soul, into your heart that you... you you love yourself so much. Will Smith talked about this. Self-discipline is self-love. And you love yourself so much that you're willing to not do something because you know ultimately it won't benefit you. Like um, on, this co- on the college campus, so there's, this food co- there's food courts, and all my food courts are buffets. And I walk by the, all these amazing-looking desserts every single day, three times a day. And every single time I look at them, I'll take them all in, and I'll say, that looks good. I'm not eating it. Like, I'll just walk by it because I just know ultimately, like, that's that's not um, 
my long-term goals. And I was reading a book, Principles by Ray Dalio, and he was talking about how people overweigh first-level consequences versus second- and third-level consequences. So basically all that means is, um, you know, if you the, the first-level consequences of working out is uh, pain and you have to waste your time or whatever. Waste your time, depending if you don't like it. Um, but the second and third level consequences is you have a healthier life, you're, you're more happy, you're more energized, and you're in better shape. So people overweigh the first level consequences versus thinking long term. And since they're not thinking long term, so many people are, are just going through life on autopilot, not thinking long term. They don't really intake like the massive benefits of doing something or not doing something. I, I've been using a lot of first consequences are negative, but like reading, uh, a lot of people like don't read because they don't fully understand how beneficial reading is. That's something I really wanted to push more as, uh, listen, you gotta, you gotta pick up a book. Like, don't pick up a burger, pick up a book. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man, awesome. Um, maybe that, that could be like your motto. Wine Simpson says, don't pick up burgers, pick up a book. <laughs> no, but that's that's really nice, bro. Um, I really uh, I really resonate with, with, with what you said that we got to, you know, self-educate and keep on educating ourselves. Um, I always say, like, I will never stop educating myself until I'm dead. So, yeah, let's see how, how that goes. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, are you okay? This... There's, there's no connections or segues, and this question might be like really out of, whoa, where did that come from? But are you an introvert or an extrovert? I am definitely an introvert. Um, probably, I mean, obviously there's extroverted parts of me, but I'd probably say it's more 70-30 introvert. Um, it's not that I don't like being with people, but like the whole idea of an introvert and extra extrovert gain energy from being around people, introverts drain energy. And I definitely can be, you know, outgoing, exciting when I'm with a group of people, but it drains me after a while. And when I go home, I'm just like, oh my gosh, that was a long night and I'll pass out. I mean, it's not that I wish I didn't go out with them, but it's definitely draining. Yeah, I, to I totally get you, man. I, I consider myself as like 70 30 as well so i'm like wow dip i really resonate with you more <laughs> right. um but yeah uh so were you actually shy at the beginning and if you were um how did you actually overcome that shyness what did you do i think as an introvert people are really only oh like a 70 30 i'm really only shy with people that i'm i've never talked to like once even if i've talked to someone once you know the shyness kind of goes away for me um how to overcome that is you just have to not overthink it i think so many of us fall into the trap of overthinking it and thinking of worse scenarios and you know most of the scenarios do not exist like they will never happen and people put too much weight on those scenarios so if you really just um, don't overthink it. Always think best outcome, even if it, even if the best outcome won't happen. And I think if you just focus on that, um, it's a lot easier to get out of that comfort zone. Yeah, totally, man. Totally. Um, yeah. Now, now talking about, okay, this, this is going to be really subjective. Uh, obviously like all of the questions are subjective, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, this, this is something you can't really say because, you know, you're, how old are you? I'm uh, 18. 
Uh, see, nineteen uh, in April. Nice yeah. man, you're you're very young. Anyway, um, so this question is: how, what what advice would you give to people who haven't figured out what their passion or purpose is and what to do in their life? Um, yeah, like I said, it's very subjective. So go ahead, man. Man, um, literally in the past two years alone, I've already changed like what I wanted to do like multiple times and it's mostly because at the start I wasn't thinking that long term and I'm also not some people don't think in depth enough of like the reality of the situation like I know a lot of people here on campus it's a nice campus and, and I say what do you what do you want to do and they just say oh I just want to get a decent job that pays well I'm like that, that, that's it like that's all you want out of life is a decent job that pays well and you know that's not the true answer they just haven't over they haven't thought about it long enough so I'd say for one um, just taking a step back and gen like those type of, of situations literally require a week or two or even longer just to have a general general idea of what you really want out of life, whatever will bring you happiness. I think a lot of people overweigh money. Uh, that's something I've I've personally have had to uh, deal with. Uh, I've I've usually overweighed money in the past. I'd say don't think about the money so much. Like what would you do if money was no obstacle? And um, what was the, uh, let me reread it because something triggered me to think of something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, dude, like if, if money wasn't like the problem, I'd, I think a lot of people would like, you know, uh, think otherwise and choose different paths and all of that. Um, obviously, we're not saying like, yo, just forget about the money. You don't have oh, to yeah. do shit. <laughs> so well, money is a valuable tool. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a resource. Exactly, man. Um, it allows us to do stuff, and and you know, ultimately, it depends on the individual of your personality and and how you think of things. You know, how you perceive it, and all of your experiences, obviously. Um, but ultimately, if you this is what I would give to people. Now we're interviewing me, I'm interviewing myself. So <laughs> I would say like, you know, just explore, um, try out as many things as possible because right now I'm 24, you're 18, right? Some people are perhaps even older who, who still haven't figured out what their passion or purpose or whatever it is. I, I, I would just say like, you know, don't compare yourself to others because that's what a lot of us do, including me in the past. like. You know, right now I could I could be feeling like really really bad if I compared myself to you. You're like 18, you know, and you you're like studying stuff. You know what you want to do, and I'm like, holy cow, how's it about? It's like everyone has like their unique journey and stuff. So yeah, that that is my take on that. But I definitely also resonate with what you said. Like you know, don't don't think about the money aspect too much, right? But yeah. Ah, oh, wow. Whew. Talked a lot there. Um, <laughs> so how, how did you actually figure out what you wanted to do in life? Well, um, I realized that, <laughs> I realized that life purpose isn't something you find. It's something you create for yourself. And I think that's a reason why so many people never find it is because they just keep searching and like, listen, and there's a point that you have to, you might find like the, the aspect of the area that you want to like focus on but you have to create something in that area um and i've really just uh in my own life 
I, I just like, what do I want to do and how am I going to get there? So I just created like this whole elaborate scheme in my own life that I want to be eventually, I'm an aspiring CEO of a company. Uh, I specifically, I, I love real estate. It's always interested me, not because, um, you know, from influences, it's just like, wow, this uh, is a great avenue and I, I love investing. I, I've read, I guess, I guess I've been influenced by Warren Buffett, even though he's not a real estate investor. Um, it just amazed me how he could just take money and make money with that money and just, and it just combines compoundly. Um, Grant Cardone actually has influenced me more recently um, in the type of real estate investing I'm interested in. But honestly, it's just from experimenting. Like nobody really, the, the first thing you, you don't, you're not in, you know, uh, elementary school and like, I want to be a real estate investor. No, it's, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a football player. So like, like you stated already, it, it just comes down to experimenting and figuring out like what, what is working for you and what do you, it's using your strengths. Like I have strengths in these areas and it's as well as your interests and your curiosities. No, totally, man. Totally. Now, um, let's talk about making decisions, man. Uh, you know, that is, that is one of the things that is also really important, right? We all make decisions in our life. And this channel is, you know, literally mainly about the mind. But let's talk about the intuition and the heart, what the heart is telling you to do versus the mind. Um, <clears throat> so how do you go about making decisions? I mean, there's the heart that's telling you one thing and there's the mind. Um, there's, you know telling you the logical side of things how, how do you go about it okay so in my opinion keep in mind this is an opinion it's subjective it's not it's not the truth to anyone who might be listening but i think the only real real decision you should make based on your heart is that ultimate like where what your career like what is going to make you happy because you know happiness is the thing everyone strives for like most people have success and happiness as synonyms and you know happiness is an emotion and using your heart thinking with your heart is an emotion so i think that's really the the best way to do it um you know where do you personally feel you'd be you'd be thriving at where you'd be happiest at but then from that point once you make that decision everything after that has to be practical has to be real right um i think you need to ground yourself in reality because um the bigger the dream the more realistic you have to become i think many people get that confused um they think if people have big dreams that they're just idealists that's not true at all actually um you have to be real because you have a lot of steps that you're going to have to take to get there. And you're going to have to figure out step by step, using your mind, using logic, using proper planning, how you're going to get there. So honestly, I think most decisions should be made based off logic. Now, some people disagree, and uh, that's completely okay with me. But um, I definitely think that's always going to be the path that gives you a great answer. Hmm. Yeah, man. Totally, totally. Um but there you see, you know, you're, you're more of a kind of logic type of person, right? There, there are people um, like I recently interviewed Alex Hine from Modern Health Monk. And before he was also like all about logic, you know, first when he started his business, it was like, you know, calculating like how, how many clients he has to have in, in order to make that income, etc. But now, since he has his business established, he's like more this intuition guy 
um, now he's more of a law of attraction kind of guy where he asks stuff and, and it comes to him. Obviously, he's taking action towards that, right? It's not just like, um, this is how I'm going to get it. <laughs> and then it comes, no. Um, maybe, you know, maybe you'll win in the lottery or something like that. But, you know, um, what, what I'm saying is like, you know, there are different types of people. But it's nice to see like how you approach things. And, you know, over the years, you might see it differently. Um, but yeah. Anyway, let's talk about goals now. How do you set your goals, man? All right, if you set anything that you actually think you can achieve, that's way too low of a goal. Um, I definitely followed the the whole uh, Ray Dalio talks about it, Grant Cardone with his 10x rule. They talk about just set the bar insanely high because if you know if you shoot for the stars, you're gonna at least hit the moon. And I totally follow for that. Um, I think so many so many of us underachieve is because most of us don't even aim for the ceiling of our own house. And um, when you're aiming so low, you just feel like you don't even have to put that much effort in. So you continue to, to fail. And it, it's kind of true. Like if you have a goal, just understand whatever goal you set, it's probably going to take 10 times the effort that it takes to get there if it's like a larger goal. But the, the, the whole... To make things short, it's just don't set a goal that you can actually achieve. Nice. See, the, this is like, ah, I love this. I love this. Like, I, <laughs> I love all of the questions and the subjective answers. You know, everyone has their own. But concerning this question with goal setting and everything, some people say, you know, uh, this, ah, there's this word. What was it? Um... Okay, I, I can't re really remember it, but basically it's setting it realistically, right? Um, but you and, you know, Grant Cadone and others, they say set them high because, you know, like you said, if you don't hit the stars, you will hit the moon. And I, I like resonate with what you said, right? But others might see it like, oh, wh why would you do that? Maybe you'll feel bad if you don't achieve that high goal, right? But at the end it's how you perceive things so yeah now how do you actually track your goals man well that's a, that's definitely a hard part with goals is uh, a lot of people don't set like easy metrics like um going back to the weight room example like those are easy to track because like oh i want to lose this much weight you literally can step on a scale and it's easy to metrically track that um, a lot of things though aren't easy to track like um a lot of my goals, current goals, you know, I need to build up knowledge so I can get to that point eventually. And how, how do I track how much I'm learning? How do I track um, how much I'm growing in, in the mind? And the, the real answer is you really don't. Um, you just you just feel like, you know, you're getting better, but that doesn't mean anything. I think uh, um, it's not it's not necessarily tracking your goals, but it's holding yourself accountable to working toward them. And if you consistently are working toward them, then you just presume that you are getting closer to them. I think it's mostly it has to do with accountability and not the general metrics of actually tracking them. Yeah, man. And what what I wanted to say before the word that I um, forgot was smart goals. Right there, it's um you know they they stand for something and the R was for realistic right and so yeah um but yeah i just wanted to say that <laughs> anyway now i think yeah oh yeah one one more question how and what do you do 
in dark times, you know, when, when it's not going according to your plan, everything is looking like, man, crap. <laughs> what do you do to keep yourself motivated? I actually really like this answer. So when it comes to dark times, a lot of people typically want to turn to someone um, and that works great for them. I typically turn to myself because I feel like I'm the only one who really understands me that well. So I can, you know, it's, it's definitely taking a step back, first of all, and then just thinking through everything. But I think the most important part of the dark times is dwelling is such a toxic thing to do because it's two things that brings you down. Not only are you bringing yourself down, but the reason you don't want to dwell is because as you dwell, there is going to be 30 more opportunities that pass you or 40 or 50, depending on how long you waste dwelling. So the, the way I get past them is I, I um, spend is the least amount of time possible thinking about them because I know subconsciously like all these opportunities are passing me as I waste time thinking about all the, all the bad things in my life. And I know it's not going to stick because, you know, life has its ups and downs, but it's really just comes down to also... Uh, where your mind's at. Like, if you have a very positive mind, it's very easy to and quick to get out of dark times. What What do you actually... Maybe I've already um, asked this, um, you know, concerning how you get your energy and morning routine. It all contributes to having a healthy mind. But I want to ask, like, specifically, what do you actually do to have a healthy mind? Do you meditate? Do you eat right? Or, what? yeah, how do you go about that? Um, I do not meditate. My friend does, and he's honestly like the happiest, nicest, everything you can say about a person. Um, so I definitely could see the, the benefit in that. I'm not a meditator. I do eat right. I, I don't really think about like how eating affects your mind. I, I haven't, I'm not actually that educated on that. I just try to eat right for myself. Um, I think what really helped me was, uh, in the summer, I, was doing positive affirmations and um, gratitude every single day, probably 10 minutes a day. Um, so, you know, that's 90 days of that process. Meanwhile, I'm continuing to read all so many books. I think I read six books just in the summer. And all of that builds up to, to the main thing is what you want is to have it in your subconscious mind. Like the unconscious part of your brain that keeps you happy is like, no matter how much you want to be happy in your conscious mind, if your subconscious mind isn't matching that, then you're, you probably won't be happy. So I think it, it's definitely just a routine and consistency thing with thinking the right thoughts. Like positive affirmations was definitely um, instilled confidence in me as well. Um, but I haven't done that in a while, but it stuck so long because I you know, the routine lasted so long. No, like, dude, I can tell you how how much these little things have such a huge impact on on your life like on on how you approach things you know these daily affirmations i mean they're like <laughs> come on man it's just saying positive stuff about you you're gonna change your life no it's just like you said like repro reprogramming your subconsciousness so that your actions you know are like yeah exactly man and it's like wow and it goes back to law of attraction as well, right? If you keep on saying like you're a confident person, you're attracting that because your actions are like, yeah, according to, to those thoughts that you've said to yourself, right? So yeah, man, it's so powerful. And I've never really 
um, thought of how how powerful they actually are just recently I've been doing this and I'm going to get actually more into these law of attractions and like visualization and all of that now obviously we all know that um, at the end of the day you have to take action that that's just like everybody knows that but it's just these I, I just like the warming up the engine which is the mind right so when you have everything here set right then taking action and failures and all of that you don't really care because you're gonna be so positive and you're going to attract every awesome stuff into your life man you know <laughs> that yeah Absolutely. man that's that's just yeah anyway i just got like super pumped and excited about that <laughs> all right let's let's talk about the last thing here i think um yeah the books so books. <laughs> i love books <laughs> Let's talk about your favorite book concerning mindset, man. Okay, well, I feel like anyone who's read this book would instantly answer Think and Grow Rich just because, like, it's so beneficial, especially to first-time readers. If you're a first-time reader in the success or self-improvement niche, definitely in the first book you pick up because it instills the principles in you that you're going to need like developing persistence, desire, faith, etc. But it really hits home on that subconscious mind which ultimately drives everything. Like your mind drives everything and the subconscious mind is what gets you to do those actions without even thinking about it. You just think like wow, this is what I've ingrained in my mind and that's what I want to reflect on the exterior. So definitely think and grow rich. Um Specifically about it, the, the key takeaway I'd say that I'm applying is continuing to develop my subconscious mind, to instill confidence in myself, to instill, um, to instill plans of action into myself that I can do to get to the next level continually. I just think that's, that's the best book I've honestly ever read. <laughs> no, totally agree, man. And, you know, in that book, it also, I think I've listened to it like, I don't know, four to five times now. <laughs> it's it's like really a great book like you said and it's like let's say it's the le it's the universal lexicon for like self-improvement or something like that or for the mindset the right book. yeah yeah exactly and and in that book he also talks about you know visualization already like feeling that you're in that state like whatever money that you want to have or whatever you can apply this to anything you know saying like mm -hmm. i am confident like i am even that pronoun that that word instead of like i will be but i am like these minor things man yeah, crazy right, right? <laughs> um but yeah um now let's talk about productivity what's your favorite book on that and your one key takeaway of so course. one book that i read I, i'm not gonna lie i didn't read in depth because it was a terribly boring book but i mean at the same time it's beneficial so i read it it's called deep work by cal newport and I think the main thing he talked about, he, he had four main points, but the one I enjoyed most was, it's called draining the swamp. So what this means is the stuff in your life that is like distracting you, you need to find a way to avoid them, find a way to drain them. For example, in my own life, um, distractions. I wake up early, not because like, oh, I freaking love waking up early. It's because it's the time in the day that no one's awake and I don't have to deal with distractions. I could be most productive because um, quality work is a factor of how much time you spend on it and the focus, the intensity of that focus of that time. So, you know, if you spend an hour, but you're only 50% focused, that's only 30% like quality work. So I think just draining those distractions, specifically um, 
if you want a real example, your phone, if you're doing work that you really care about, you need to like turn your phone off or something unless you need it for that work because people continue to check their social media, any notification instantly, they glance over at it. Like you need to just drain those, those distractions out of your life. Yeah, man, totally, totally. Like, especially nowadays, you know, with, like you said, your phone, social media, internet, just having access to the internet in general, it's, it is a distraction if you're like working on something, right? And, um, right. and yeah, like you said, you got to be mindful um, of that. And just like you said, turn it off, airplane mode or whatever it is, uh, or silent it and throw it away somewhere. Okay, don't throw your phone. Don't, don't be that <laughs> dumb, man. <laughs> but okay, um, now... Uh, before before we get to the last question, how can people connect with you further? Um, well, you could check me out on Instagram and Twitter at WT Simpkins, and my YouTube is just Wyatt Simpkins. Uh, that's honestly where I'll be more, most active. Ask me anything. I will answer it unless it's vulgar. And uh, honestly, yeah, I mean, I love, I love engaging. I respond to every single comment on every platform, so... <laughs> definitely check it out cool cool man um all right so my last question as you know my channel is all about mastering your mind to gain self-confidence uh so what is your one revelation one activity that has helped you the most in regards to mastering your mind hmm i'd say um having the trait that of not being complacent is definitely where you're going to develop your most um, growth. And I think eventually when you when you're learning a lot, this happened to me actually. I just started uh, reading again because I I was complacent and my ego said I already know most of the stuff that these people are talking about in their books and in their videos. So I I pretty much haven't hadn't watched any of my um what i consider mentors online like i hadn't watched much gary or grant or tony robbins um and i hadn't been reading in forever i know part of that had to do with um just being busy but overall like you can you can fit in 15 minutes a day to, to read a little bit and i think as long as you're not complacent in your learning you will thrive exponentially from learning um i love a quote by warren buffett he said um, that's how knowledge works, like compound interest, it just continues to build up. And that's exactly the truth in that statement is so valid how if you just continue to learn and learn and learn and never think that if, if you humble yourself and know there's always more you can learn and be open-minded, you will just thrive so fast. It's not even funny. I've definitely noticed that. Nice, man. That is, that is, wow. One piece of advice there. <laughs> that was yeah one of my favorite advice um like you said man i think you know concerning personal development books and stuff i mean a lot of the things I, i'm going to admit myself uh it's like very re repetitive you know it's it's like a lot of things are already like common sense but it's just their personal take on it their experience and maybe the way he writes it um even though it's exactly the same how the other one writes it, but you resonate with that one more than that one. And then you actually like learn something from that instead of that person. Yeah. So, you know, in, in general, like you said, we got to keep on learning. Um, that, that's how I see it. You got to be open-minded and yeah, I'll, I'll never, I'll never quit learning until I die. <laughs> but Absolutely. anyway, Wyatt, thank you. Thank you so much, man, for, 
your awesome knowledge <laughs> and for giving me for giving me yeah awesome man for giving me the time as well to interview you and guys i hope you enjoyed it tell me what your favorite advice was leave it down in the comment section below remember that you are freaking awesome and that you can do it if you put your mind to it winnie out Ta -da!